This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Last night on American Idol, season 19. They've been doing this thing 19 seasons. Wow. There was uh, something. I'm surprised this doesn't happen more often. You take people from uh, everyday life and you thrust them into the spotlight like this. You'd think more of them would go down. And I don't mean to get their big break. I mean, like, uh, fall down, pass out, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Contestant named... Funke <laughs> makes me think of Arrested Development. <laughs> Funke was performing, didn't do a great job. Lionel Richie, who is now one of the judges, was telling her that when she just fell to the floor. Listen to the noise she makes when she passes out. It's crazy. Love can give you gifts. Yeah. Listen to the noise she makes when she sings. It's crazy. Love can give you gifts. was a train wreck in Funke. You got yourself to the end, and it, the problem is... Oh! Are you okay? Are you okay? Okay. Come on, did they uh, enhance that sound? Does that not almost sound like a cartoon character falling yeah. off a cliff? The problem is... Did they drop a watermelon from a ladder? Her chin bounces right off the Oh, she falls forward. Yeah, she falls forward. Holy. With the dramatic music in the background, too. It sounds like the Snyder Cut. What's going on here? (laughs) This is why it's rated R, the Snyder Cut. (laughs) Everyone's getting their Snyder heads cut off in that movie, (laughs) I'm telling you. Um, Wow. Yeah, good news, she's okay. She had to go to the hospital, was suffering from dehydration, and uh, got her chin patched up because it busted open, but she will be returning to the show, I'd assume, with a big Band-Aid on her, on her face. Yeah, this is not going to help help her hit those high notes. Lionel Richie must feel terrible, eh? <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean, but I, he was right. It was not good. Lionel Richie has seen a lot of dancing on the ceiling in his day. There's a little dancing on the floor. When when she fell and didn't respond, did he just go, hello? Okay, we'll move on to the next song. <laughs> I thought you were going to keep going. <laughs> I, I thought you had more lyrics. That's all I know. Hello, how many fingers am I holding <laughs> up? Do you smell the smelling salts? The problem is... <laughs> I've never fainted. Jim, you've never fainted. No. We're wondering what it feels like. Hello? Yeah. Are you a fainter? Yes. Uh, I used to faint almost every day as a child in school, uh, especially during music class. Taking those high notes? Like Funke? Yeah. What would bring it on? Uh, Stress, I guess, according to the doctors. And did you ever hurt yourself? You ever bang your head off something? I banged my head constantly off everything. Never (laughs) felt a thing. Uh, but after I did in school, all the girls would like bring me little notes asking me if I was okay. All right. So after a while, it was just for attention. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, oh. <laughs> the, the little, but, the little hanky in his hand. Oh, I never. <laughs> but just before it happens, you get the cold sweats and you get the tunnel vision, and then. So you knew no the signs. You knew, like I said, you see on this w- woman's face, it looks like she knows she's gonna faint. 
a split oh, yeah, second you, before she goes down. You definitely know. All right. Thank you. Let's go to Bill. Bill, you got a story about fainting? Uh, years ago on a concert uh, in Toronto, we were in the lobby in between bands, and it was super hot. And, yeah, we partook, you know, a little bit. But uh, right. I, apparently I just slid down the wall. That's what uh, brought back the memory Jim saying about uh, the worm. That's what they called it. <laughs> so you sli- you slid down the wall and you were out cold? I was out cold. Uh, they got me back to my feet. I felt like I napped for like a half an hour, but apparently it was... <laughs> Bill's ready for round two. When's the next band oh, yeah. come on? <laughs> That's right, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, bud. All right, take it easy. Taz and Jim, who's this? This is Megan. Megan, are you a fainter? I am a fainter. What does it feel like? Well, uh, it doesn't feel great. My husband and I were in Mexico a few years ago, and I ended up getting E. coli poisoning from some raw beef that we ate. (laughs) And we got up from the restaurant that we were at at lunchtime. I was in my bathing suit. And we went to go walk out, and I passed out. And while I passed out, my husband's laughing. I also shit my pants. Oh, oh no. So I didn't remember anything. I just remember getting really hot. And then I woke up on the floor and looked at my husband, Pete, and went, I shit my pants. <laughs> oh, so you woke, but you weren't. You didn't wake up hours later in a in a no, hospital I didn't bed. Wake up hours later. You you woke up out. like you went down, and then you woke I up on the ground with your up. bathing suit bottoms oh, yeah. full, full of just. Uh huh. Yep, I was out for about a minute. And now I that's what I call an all-inclusive resort. All-inclusive <laughs> resort. Yes, we we definitely got our money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the story. You're welcome. Try and stay on your feet. Oh, okay, you too. And order those steaks well done. <laughs> I know. Orlando Bloom's morning routine has gone viral. He did an interview with a British newspaper talking about how he starts his days off. And Nirvana is a part of his routine. Okay, so check this out. 6.30 a.m. Orlando Bloom rolls out of bed, checks in on his daughter Daisy, and then he does some Buddhist chanting for 20 minutes. Okay. Pretty standard. Yeah. Then uh, he obviously reads some Buddhist text and types it up on his Instagram to share it with others. Then he puts his phone away. He doesn't want to be stuck on his phone all morning. So once he instas some Buddhist uh, text, he's, uh, he's, he's hiding the phone. He doesn't want to have his breakfast yet because he likes to earn his breakfast. So instead, he has some green powders with brain octane oil, collagen powder for his hair and nails, and some protein all mixed together, and he drinks that up. He then goes hiking while listening to Nirvana or another Taz and Jim favorite, Stone Temple Pilots. Hey, right on. Yeah. You know what? I can almost forgive that uh, hoity-toity shake he just had there. (laughs) Should we be drinking shakes like that? I mean, probably, but are you gonna? We should also be working out, do we? Yeah. I know. If I I had the luxury of not having to be at work at 
at six in the morning. Maybe I'd get up early and work out before the world gets going. Yeah, yeah. When you work four months on and then three months off, you probably have your your morning is a little more cash. Hike around with some interstate love song in my <laughs> earbuds. After that, it's nine o'clock, and and Orlando Bloom feels after the hiking he's earned his breakfast, so he'll have some porridge, <laughs> hazelnut milk, cinnamon, vanilla paste, hazelnuts, goji berries, and a vegan protein powder, and a cup of PG tips, which is tea. Okay. Orlando, 90% plant-based diet because sometimes he looks at a cow and thinks that's the most beautiful thing ever. But not so beautiful that uh, he's not going to have a steak every uh, every once in a while. Once a month, he'll eat some red meat. Yeah, because you know what's b- more beautiful than a cow? A greasy burger. And you, you see one of those? Oh. You know what I love about this? Uh, Orlando Bloom's routine. Uh, he has lunch. And then after lunch, he likes to play with Legos, which makes complete sense because he is Legosless, <laughs> right? Legoless, Legosless, yeah, 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 from yeah. Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. He got is that joke. true though? Yeah, he says after lunch. Does he have kids? Yes, he has. Okay. His, he remember at six thirty, he checks in on his daughter Daisy before oh, the Buddhist that's right. chanting. That he, sorry, there was just so much chanting and, and organic food. I forgot he had a, a daughter. <laughs> And now, the winner is... Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, you peacock, cock. And we've got Devin Peacock with sports here. Dev, still, this is like a dream. I still can't believe you're back. We're we're having a shared dream. This might be some sort of uh, uh, shared consciousness. I don't know what's going on here. Check your shorts when you wake up, bud. It's that good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, why don't we talk boxing? Because this story is crazy. Jim, I know uh, you're into these fights. And What would you think about Evander Holofield and Mike Tyson getting back in the ring together, Jim Kelly? I'm not I'm not into these fights. I was into the Conor McGregor Mayweather fight because it could potentially have been a good fight and it was decent. But the most recent one, Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., they call it an exhibition. It was a joke. It was a terrible fight, right, Dev? Yeah. I mean, it ended in a draw. They're both over 50. I it's I mean, I mean, it, it was the kind of fight you would expect from two guys who are 50 who have taken a lot of punches. I mean, As Snoop Dogg said, like two uncles at a barbecue fighting in your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> but at least there's like a, something, something on the line there, some steaks. A rack of no. ribs. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, but you look, you knew there was going to be more fights like this because you look at the money that the last Tyson fight took in and it was uh, astronomical. Well, and you look at the money that Tyson has been offered. So Holyfield and his team have made a $25 million offer to Mike Tyson, and he turned it down. Not because he doesn't want to fight. He wants it to be with his reps and his organizers, not Holyfield's, which leads me to believe there's even more money to be had, which is kind of sad about boxing right now, where it's a bunch of 50-year-old guys just kind of taking swings at her that are the biggest draw. Yeah, that's true. Well, there was also the YouTuber, whether it was Jake or Logan, Jake Paul, and he was fighting NBA, former NBA player Nate Robinson. So there was a little bit more going on in that card. So I wonder if they're trying to set it up with another YouTube star or another celeb to try to make it more of a viewing spectacle. <laughs> the kid from Ryan's Toy World is good to fight. <laughs> 
Could Mike Tyson just punch Jake Paul? I mean, I would pay money to see that. Yeah, exactly. I don't know which is which, and I refuse to figure out which <laughs> one's Jake and which one's Logan. I don't want to know. <laughs> but it is a possibility. This could be happening. Does Does Evander even have any ears left? Does he have enough ears to get in the ring with Tyson again? Well, I don't know why he's the one that's pushing for this, considering he's the meal in this whole situation. <laughs> it's true. Thank you, Dev. <laughs> I was telling you guys that uh, my mom got vaccinated last week, got her first shot, and uh, I found out my stepdad, Alan, he's got his appointment to get his vaccine as well. And I'm seeing more and more people posting on social media how excited they are that their parents are getting vaccinated so they can spend time with the family again, see the kids, see the grandkids. We're definitely moving in the right direction. But still, there's some people out there, Jim, that need a little push Mm -hmm. in order to get in line for their vaccine. And there's a number of people who are willing to provide that for them. Here's a doctor in California. He wrote a song from the musical Hamilton that has gone viral, encouraging people to get their vaccinations. Patiently waiting, I'm passionately smashing misrepresentation. Every shot's an act of affirmation. I'm standing in the way of casualties and sorrow. For the first time, I'm thinking past tomorrow. I'm not throwing away my shot. I'm not throwing away my shot. You know, I'm just like my country. I'm down tired and angry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. We're gonna rise up. Okay. It's not bad. I'm sure it would be better if I had seen the musical Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the original song. <laughs> right, though. yeah. Good, good job, guys. How about this one? You know the original song here. The band The Offspring tweeted out yesterday, we can't wait to get out there and play shows again. And we hear from you guys all the time that you can't wait either. But let's face it, live shows aren't going to happen until you go get vaccinated. So we thought we'd have a little fun with one of our old songs. <laughs> Vaccinated. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you gotta go get vaccinated. That's it. That's all you need, right? That's something me and you would have done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quit. We're supposed to be stealing your stuff. You're not supposed to be stealing our stuff, the offspring. <laughs> I if I'm gonna take advice from any rock and roll band. I think I'd go uh, the offspring. Why is that? Dexter Holland. He's oh, like yeah. a microbiologist or something. He's a That's smart true. guy. I wonder if there is anybody who was on the fence about getting the vaccination and the offspring song is what pushed him in the right direction. <laughs> well, that point was kind of made here last night with uh, Jimmy Fallon. There's a uh, company down in the States that's trying to encourage people to get vaccinated. Some business news is how the Krispy Kreme is giving free glazed donuts to customers who get vaccinated. Oh. I'd like to meet the one person who's like, oh, I wasn't going to get the vaccine, but... <laughs> I heard about that free donut. You can get a free donut every day at Krispy Kreme if you get vaccinated. That seems... How... <laughs> that seems like an expensive incentive, right? Well, what's more expensive? Not being able to have customers in your donut shop or people staying away from your donut shop? Or they're just trying to do their part, Krispy Kreme. Yeah, I mean, but like, just like Jimmy Fallon said, the one guy who this is going to push him, but like, uh-huh. people are getting vaccinated anyway. They're all going to be vaccinated by July. Well, is the- <laughs> yeah, the COVID won't kill you, but maybe eating 365 donuts might. <laughs> uh, we're waiting for your response, Tim Hortons. Yeah. You know, we're a little slow on the vaccines up here in Canada. I'm sure if you were giving out a chocolate dip every day uh, or a free double-double. A little crueler. 
roll up your sleeve to win. How about that? <laughs> and now, the winner is... Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock. You peacock. You peacock. Time for sports. He's back. Good morning, Devin Peacock. Good morning. Okay, the Blue Jays. We know that uh, they're starting the season out down in Florida, but is there a chance that if things continue to get better in Canada, they could make their way back to Toronto to play some games before the season's up? It's not a guarantee, but it's seeming like like if there is a chance. The uh, Blue Jays themselves have been in the, the recent days uh, talking about the possibility about how they're optimistic that they will return to Toronto to play this season. And this is notable. I mean, it, it sounds like they're hedging their bets, which they are, but it's notable because Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins and the way they run the Blue Jays is very cautious. So they would not say something like this unless they believed that they thought this was a real chance. And it's all based on testing and, and uh, vaccination in the United States. At some point soon, they believe Major League Baseball teams will have access to the vaccine. And if you could vaccinate all the players, then conceivably all the concerns that the federal government in this country would have about teams coming and going over the border wouldn't be as great because they're all vaccinated. Well, they say the majority of the population by the end of May in the United States will have their vaccines in them, correct? Yeah, by uh, by May 1st, they'll be made available to all Americans. Joe Biden is hoping to have everything back to quote-unquote normal by Independence Day, July 4th. And if the Americans are vaccinated, you'd think that would spill over to Canada and we could start getting some of their leftovers. Well, even here in, in Ontario, like Doug Ford has talked about, by the first day of summer, every adult who wants one can have one, and that's in June. So yeah. everything is lining up to this as a possibility. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if the Blue Jays are saying this, and just knowing how cautious they are about everything it leads me to believe they feel pretty confident that this could be an actual reality, which would be awesome to see. Two home openers in one year, one down in Florida, one in Toronto. That would be pretty cool. Thanks, Dev. Cool. Where'd they hide it? Yes, everyone's favorite game about hiding things, where'd they hide it? Our contestant is Dave in Woodstock. How are you, Dave? I'm good. How about you? We're good. Jim, you all right? Yeah, doing great. We've got stories about people hiding things. Multiple choice. One of the stories is about someone hiding th- uh, something in their uh, in their bum region, okay? Okay. That's called the Daily Dumper. If you think we're dealing with the Daily Dumper, you got to yell that out. Daily Dumper! Before I get to the multiple choice options. Okay. Uh, other than that, you get enough of these right, and we're going to hook you up with some lotto tickets. First story, I'm really going to paint a picture for you here. Someone at a McDonald's in Lady Lake, Florida, called the cops last week, said a woman was weaving back and forth in the drive through lane. That's not good. Police showed up. They found 31-year-old Brandy Stanley sitting in the parking lot, eating in her car with the engine running. Her eyes were glassy. She smelled like alcohol. She could barely stand up. So she got arrested for drunk driving. Now, when they got her back to the station... She started screaming and yelling, had to be restrained. And in that process, they discovered she was hiding eight airplane bottles of vodka. Where'd they (laughs) hide it? Eight of them. Were they in her pantyhose? 
Were the little vodka bottles in her purse or were they in her boobs? Uh, say in her pantyhose. Dave, unfortunately, no, they weren't in her pantyhose. Uh-oh. And, and I don't know how this works because I don't have a pair, but they were they were in her boobs. Maybe they were a little saggier, so you can pull them up, put them under, let them go back down. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? There, like, it's like a, like a little Some pocket. creases and crevasses yeah. that she was working with, obviously. Eight bottles. Eight. <laughs> I don't know. One of the, well, the best part is one of them was empty. So she was saving. <laughs> she would t- reach down into her cleavage, take out a little bottle, drink it, and then she'd save the empties, which is responsible. Well, yeah. She's a, an alcoholic, not a litterer. <laughs> Next story, customs officials at an airport in India on Sunday arrested two men for trying to smuggle 698 grams of gold into that country from Dubai. Where'd they hide it? There's their dumper. You're going with the daily dumper? I'm sorry, that is not the daily dumper. We're going to let you continue here, though. Dave, did they hide the gold in toothpaste tubes? Under their wigs or in their nasal cavities? Uh, let's go under their wigs. Under their wigs is correct. Ah, one of my favorite spots to hide it. <laughs> Happens every once in a while. The customs officials released the video, and it's very satisfying to watch, actually, of, of them peeling the wigs off. of Like, they were glued down, these wigs. Yeah. Totally looked like real hair. Huh. And underneath, glued to their heads, were these little packets of gold. Interesting. Cause yeah. we saw a guy try to hide cocaine under his wig once, and it was a, it was a, it was <laughs> a, a like package a of cocaine <laughs> with a wig gently placed on top. He got greedy. Yeah, he got greedy. Too much cocaine. Okay, let's try this one. And the reason we're letting you go on here, Dave, is because you're pretty close. Because on the same flight from Dubai to India, there was another man. 42 years old, and he was intercepted with three bundles of gold paste he was trying to smuggle into India. 622 grams of gold on him. Where do you think he hit it? Oh, he's the dumper. He's the daily dumper, absolutely. I, I guess, I mean, those two guys combined had 698 grams of gold under their wigs. Mm-hmm. This guy... Daily Dumper, 622 grams of gold. So it was doable. Yeah. You can was get more in there. Flight not smuggling? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you know, when the they're security lucky, grabs them. They're lucky the airplane got off the tarmac with all that extra weight. <laughs> Weird. You'd think you were in the clear, though. Once the security tackles the two guys with the wigs, you're like, oh, my God, thank you. Well, maybe that's what happened. He got excited. A little nugget popped out. <laughs> so exciting. June 1st, the Pentagon and the intelligence agencies in the U.S., they've got to let us know what's going on with these aliens and the UFOs, Jim. So they say. So they say they're going to release everything they know. You think they're uh, they're pulling, pulling a fast one here? There's, this is like a red herring. They're going to say, we're going to tell you everything we know just so we stop asking questions. Yeah, how many times do we have to... For the last 10 years, twice a year, they say they're going to dump all this information. I get my hopes up every time, and nothing really happens. Maybe a a radar video, you know, a couple things here and there, but nothing significant. Okay, well, let's see what you think of this here. The former director of national intelligence, 
says that there is some pretty freaky stuff that we're going to find out about in June. Here he is. Frankly, there are a lot more sightings than have been made public. Some of those have been declassified. When we talk about sightings, we're talking about objects that have been seen by Navy or Air Force pilots or have been picked up by satellite imagery that, um, uh, frankly, um, engage in actions that are difficult to explain, that um, movements that... uh, that are hard to replicate, that we don't have the technology for, or traveling at speeds that you know exceed the sound barrier without a, a sonic boom. So, in short, things that we are observing that are difficult to explain. Huh? But that's nothing new. This they've already we've already seen the videos of the of the tic tac pill moving erratically and against physics. You know, if there's some sort of high quality video or something they're going to release, release it. I'll see it. But you know. I'm not going to get excited until June because I bet you it's nothing. You sound actually very angry. I am this. angry. <laughs> I keep getting like, like how many times do we keep getting baited along for these things and it always ends up being nothing? Well, hold on. Ratcliffe says the observations have been made by credible sources, Navy and Air Force pilots. They've been recorded by multiple sensors. They have no obvious explanation. And you don't think that's, that's something? Supersonic travel without a sonic boom? That itself is amazing, and, you know, obviously if that's possible, it's alien technology. However, what are they going to release other than some documents or something about an eyewitness testimony? I want to see video. I want to see an alien talking. I want something. I want Area 51 stormed, Taz. I want, <laughs> you know, I want... You want lizard people. I want lizard people. I don't want to just keep hypothetically talking about ships and where they came from unless there's strong video evidence coming with them. And you wanted to comment. What's going on? Um, I was just thinking, how is the Air Force not invested in dash cams yet? yeah you can have you can drive down uh, the 401 with high definition video (laughs) streaming directly to your phone but every ufo sighting is just a a blob of light on a radar screen exactly I, i see where you're coming from it's the bigfoot argument loch ness monster Never a clear picture. And 60 years ago, understandable. You'd have to wind your camera up, you know. Mm-hmm. It was a, taking a picture was a big deal. But you'd think in the day of age, day and age where everyone has uh, high-definition video and cameras on their phones, Jim, yeah. we'd be seeing some clearer pictures of this stuff. Yeah, and the government never says they're going to release their information about the Loch Ness Monster or Bigfoot. <laughs> so, you know, that's easily dismissed. But they, they keep bringing this up every six months, and it, nothing ever happens. Where do we go? That is a valid question, though. After uh, this life is done, what's next? Well, you don't have to go anywhere now. Just ask our pal Bill, William Shatner. He made an announcement yesterday for his 90th birthday that he is having an AI version of himself made. He has teamed up with a company called StoryFile, and the commercial for this service sounds like something out of science fiction, man. Total black mirror. If you could record yourself in a way that future generations, hundreds of years from now, could talk to you, you could talk. That's possible. With StoryFile, we can now be present in the future. Your authentic self for all time. The future is now. StoryFile co-founder and CEO says generations in the future will be able to have a conversation with William Shatner. Not an avatar. 
not a deep fake, but the real William Shatner answering their questions about his life work. This changes the trajectory of the future of how we experience life today and how we share those lessons and stories with generations to come. Creepy. Yeah, I mean, they're saying it's not an avatar and a not, not a deep fake, but it, it it is. Like, they're taking a bunch of footage of him and then making him it say whatever, right? So, Isn't it a glorified movie or video game, right? Well, can you ask it, you know, those, like, AIs you can talk to on the internet? You can ask them any question and they'll respond? Like, that's what I'm picturing, that you can ask William Shatner almost anything and it'll give its best answer, right? Shatner says that he's doing this for his kids and his grandkids so they can have him around when they need him which i don't know man like there's something about grieving and getting over things and yeah and moving past the loss of a loved one and i feel like this is a tool to prevent that from happening almost you're so right remember that scene from breaking bad where jesse pinkman keeps calling his um dead girlfriend's voicemail just to hear her voice again yeah and it's so heartbreaking how many people are going to be stuck at home with their loved one who's gone and not moving on with their life? My concern would be you do this and I'm going to I'm going to make an AI version of Taz. I'm going to make an AI version of myself. Uh-huh. You know eventually it's going to someone's going to get the wrong person is going to get their hands on it. It's going to become a sex thing. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's going to want to They'll put it in a Japanese sex bot. And they're going to your voice. Want to give William Shatner a spocker. <laughs> You know, it's it's the way it goes. Technology, all technology eventually leads to sex. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you could record yourself in a way that future generations, hundreds of years from now, could talk to you. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.